Welcome to our podcast, Be the Flagship. This is where we will explore talent-related issues and challenges in the hospice and small healthcare industries. So if you are a leader in hospice, home health, small hospital, or medical practices, sit back and get your Monday off to a great start. Who knows? You may even find a reason to chuckle. And now, here is our podcast host, Jeff Parsons. Hey, Veronica, and thank you. This is Jeff Parsons. I'm the host of this podcast called Be the Flagship. So welcome. This is our very first episode. I'm very excited to be spending some time with you today. So uh, buckle up. We have a lot of interesting things to discuss today as it relates to talent in the small healthcare space. So what are our topics of discussion today in this episode? Well, we'll start, since this is episode one, we will start with the purpose of the podcast, you know, why we call it Be the Flagship, you know, why we focus on small health care. We'll also include a brief introduction of yours truly, the host. We will uh, then transition into some really interesting Gallup research regarding talent that you really need to be aware of. I think you'll find it very useful for you give you some food for thought. Uh, we will also, I'll share some hiring statistics with you that are very relevant to your workspace. And then we'll, I'll review some really key talent management metrics that if you're not already uh, using those within your organization, you should seriously consider implementing these metrics. So we'll talk about each one and how to calculate those metrics. In between all of this, uh, I will include some humor because it is Monday. You are small healthcare leaders, so I know from a personal experience that you could use a laugh every now and then. So we will also include some humor uh, during each episode, so this is no exception to that. So let's get started. So I'm sure you have three questions at the top of your mind right now. Number one, Why is this podcast called Be the Flagship? Number two, why small hospice and healthcare? And number three, why Jeff Parsons? Who is this guy? So uh, on the front end of this podcast, let's just address those three questions and get them out of the way. So why is this podcast called Be the Flagship? Well, what is a flagship? A flagship is the lead ship is the flag-bearing ship. It's the first ship to get to a destination. It's leading the rest of the fleet. And so our focus for small health care, hospice and small health care, is talent. And we want you, our listener, to develop your organization, to create an organization of operational excellence so that you can become the talent flagship within your industry and within your market space. So that's why it's called Be the Flagship. We want to provide you information that you can use, knowledge, current trends, current challenges that you can use and you can walk away with and do something different today than you did yesterday to increase your leadership in the area of your talent and your work culture. Because at the end of the day, your job is direct 
patient care and providing quality patient care. And all you have to work with, you can have the best supplies, you can have the best medical equipment, you can have wonderful doctors, but at the end of the day, your most important asset are your employees, your talent. And so that's why we're focusing on talent. So why hospice and small health care? Well, small health care today is under attack. You're under attack from the larger companies who seek to suck you up through acquisitions, um, uh, mergers, acquisitions, uh, turn the business around and resell it, uh, which is terrible for employee morale um, and retention. Uh, You're under attack from increased governmental regulations. You're challenged to achieve your purpose in your mission within your community. There's a lot of competition within your market space. Small healthcare is also talent challenged in that there's too much turnover, there's burnout, post-COVID burnout uh, continues, there's poor morale in in many organizations, and believe it or not, there's competition uh, within your industry for the best talent. You are competing for the best talent. Uh, and, and so that's, that's why our focus on talent management within small health care, to try to help you up your game, if you will, uh, in, in talent management within your organization so that you can compete for the best talent. And when you do get that best talent, you can hang on to them. So that's why we're really focusing on hospice and small health care. Plus, I have a passion for hospice. Uh, I have a lot of experience in in hospice, uh, working in doing HR consulting in hospices and uh, very familiar with the day in the life of an HR person, at least in hospice and and, and some of the challenges with the clinical staff there, working very close with senior leadership within hospices. I've also done a lot of uh, recruiting and placement for hospices and, and additional HR consulting. So I feel like I know the hospice space very well and then the related uh industries are home health home care you know small hospitals 50 beds or less that sort of thing you 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 have similar challenges um and and i have a passion for talent and so i want to see uh talent grow and prosper within an organization uh and, and so that's why we're focusing on small health care right now we want to give you a competitive edge in moving the needle in the right direction, using your talent to drive organizational success and operational excellence. So, who is this Jeff Parsons character, and why is he hosting this podcast? Well, we talked about why for the podcast. We talked about the name. So, let's just talk a little bit about me. Yeah, I know it's always about me, but uh, I think you should understand a few things about me uh, in the hope that you'll continue to listen to my podcast and, and, and the episodes over time. First of all, if you haven't already determined, I'm not from Southern California. Uh, I do have a bit of a Southern drawl. <laughs> uh, I grew up in South Carolina. I spent most of my life in the Southeastern United States living in Nashville, Tennessee, and in parts of North Carolina and in South Carolina. Uh, but I've also lived in Boston, Massachusetts, which was a cultural 
awakening and uh, living now in the greater San Diego area. Uh, but I've traveled all over the world in in my corporate role, in my corporate career. I have over 30 years of experience in HR and talent management at the local, regional, national, and global levels. My last HR role for a number of years was as the head of America's HR for North, South, Central America, and I had global talent management responsibility. And so... I know talent management. Yeah, I know HR, and uh, I know talent management. And my goal is to bring to bear the expertise that I have from my many years in, in corporate HR and corporate talent management to utilize that expertise, again, to fulfill uh, my passion in helping hospice and other small health care do a better job of managing their talent and being more successful through their talent. Uh, you Again, with the, the Southern accent, uh, I will apologize in advance for including an extra syllable here and there, but it's a narrow mind that thinks that a one-syllable word should always be one syllable, right? Uh, also, uh, just to give you fair warning, I may say y'all on occasion and uh, uh, you may think that that's plural, but y'all is singular in the Southeast. Uh, actually, the plural for, form of uh, y'all is all y'all. So if I say all y'all, you know I'm talking to uh, everyone, all the listeners right now. But if I just say y'all, I'm singling somebody out. Um, so that's uh, who I am. That's the expertise I bring to bear in these podcasts. Plus, I will also, in other episodes, be bringing other subject matter experts in uh, to provide some helpful information for you regarding your talent. So let's review some of the latest research from Gallup regarding employee engagement. I think it's very relevant for the audience today. Uh, and it's eye-opening, to be honest, uh, so this latest research was completed in 2022 uh, and compared the level of employee engagement or lack of engagement to the previous study uh, a year prior. So here's some interesting things for you to think about. Number one, employee engagement in the U.S. saw its first annual decline in a decade, dropping from 36% engaged employees in 2020 to 34% in 2021. So the percent of engaged employees dropped by 2% from 2020 to 2021. Well, what happened in that time period? Well, COVID and then the post-COVID recovery. And, and so you can understand a little uh, how employee engagement may have suffered a little bit during those very challenging times. Another statistic, employee engagement in the U.S. decreased an additional 2% in early 2022. So in addition to the decrease from 20 to 21, it is continuing to decrease over time. And as of early 2022, 17% of U.S. workers uh, are actively disengaged, which is an increase of 1% from the previous Gallup study. Think about it. 17% of all U.S. workers would be considered to be actively disengaged. What is actively disengaged? Well, they're 
looking for a job. You know, if you're disengaged, you have this bucket of discretionary effort that you can provide to your employer if you want to, but you're not required to. You're just required to get your job done. You're not required to go above and beyond uh, to maintain your job or a satisfactory performance review or whatever. However, if you are actively disengaged, in addition to not providing that discretionary effort to go above and beyond, you're also not being an effective team member. You may be toxic in the workplace. You may be sowing or poisoned within the workplace, your culture. Uh, you are certainly out there looking for another job. Uh, if you're actively disengaged, then you're becoming an obstacle to accomplishing the organizational objectives. According to the research, hybrid and remote workers are more engaged than on-site workers. Now, I know that in every workplace, uh, you can't have a remote or hybrid workers. You know, you know, in healthcare, you have to have nurses to see the patients directly on the job where the patients are. However, during COVID, it was fine for organizations to allow uh, non direct patient care employees to work remotely or to work hybridly to get the job done, HR, finance, uh, administrative roles. But all of a sudden, COVID's over and it's time to come back into the office. Now, there are benefits to being in the office and, and being around other team members, but the expectations of the workforce have shifted with COVID uh, and with the new generation of, of workers entering the workforce. Their mindset and their expectations from work have changed. So we as employers, if we want to attract the best talent, we need to think through our work models to make sure that uh, we are meeting the expectations of the new workforce. Another thing to consider, employee engagement is higher in organizations that focus on culture and employee well-being. So for those small healthcare agencies that put emphasis on we care about you, Mr. or Ms. Employees, the employee engagement is higher in those organizations. So think through those things that you can do. And talk is cheap, right? So what can you demonstrate in terms of organizational behavior that supports your commitment to employee well-being and to a positive work culture? Some additional statistics, uh, the reasons for lack of engagement were fairly simple. One was a lack of clear expectations. They weren't sure what the expectations of their job were. Lack of materials and equipment to do their job well. No opportunity to do what they do best each day. And a feeling of a lack of connection to the organization's mission and purpose of that organization. That lack of connectivity, we'll come back to that again and again in future episodes, because that is critical within an organization to connect uh, as often as you can with your employees, with your talent, to make them feel a part of your purpose, as a part of your mission. Uh, it's, it's, it's so important. A few other really interesting statistics. Guess which group of employees uh, had the greatest level of decline in employee engagement. 
Well, if you guessed healthcare workers, you would be correct. Uh, they uh, suffered a nine-point decline uh, in employee engagement. And again, with healthcare workers, uh, when you think about COVID and, and post-COVID and the burnout uh, associated with that, you can understand the challenge in, in keeping those employees engaged uh, in their work and in the organizational goals. Guess what the second category of employees is, you know, in terms of suffering uh, the second highest decline. Managers, regardless of industry, managers suffered a seven-point decline from 2021 to early 22. So if you're counting on your managers to be leaders within your organization, if you're counting on your managers to engage their teams and increase performance of their teams, well, then the managers need to be actively engaged themselves. If they are disengaged, then how in the world can you expect them to engage others? So again, that's another key thing we'll, we will focus on from episode to episode on how to increase uh, the engagement level of your managers and how to transition your managers to leaders. You know, there's a difference. And so uh, we will we will spend a lot of time in, in, in additional episodes on transitioning and creating leaders from your managers. And going back to the remote hybrid thing again, engagement level is higher than those who work exclusively uh, on site. So the paradigm is shifting uh, within all industries, but including small healthcare, in terms of what the appropriate work model is for your workforce. Okay, it's time for an ad. And after the ad, it's going to be time for some humor. I know you need to laugh by now. <laughs> so take it away, Emma. Flagship Talent Solutions is a full-cycle talent management and HR consulting firm. We support hospice and other small healthcare clients in a number of ways. We provide recruitment services for your professional and managerial level roles to find the right talent for your organization. We also work with your internal HR team for direct clinical roles to increase their selection and hiring effectiveness. Since most employees quit their boss before the company, we also work on your bosses through leadership coaching and other development. To provide a greater sense of job security for your employees, we also work with your sales and marketing teams to ensure goal alignment and success coaching. We want to make sure you have the right talent who will commit to accomplishment of your goals, align with your core values, perform to expectations, stay and grow with your organization. At Flagship Talent, our passion is your talent. Our result is operational excellence through your most important asset, your talent. For more information, contact Jeff by email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or call him at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. What are you waiting for? Call today and let's find and develop the right talent for you. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you. And I know that was a load of information. And so in future episodes, we will take 
one aspect of how we support hospice and small healthcare clients uh, per episode and delve a little deeper into what we do and how we help because we do a lot more. Uh, but it's it's a load if you try to take it all in at one time. So we'll talk about one aspect at a time. Now you've endured some uh, Gallup statistics and you've endured my advertisement. Now it's time to have a laugh. So let me set the stage. I like to take humor uh, when I can from my own real life work experiences. And again, in corporate HR, uh, one thing I did was develop leaders all over the world. I conducted leadership development workshops in all of Western Europe and in mainland China and in Thailand and had fun and learned a lot and met a lot of really interesting people. Uh, But this uh, situation happened as I was facilitating leadership development in Mobile, Alabama, uh, with a group of uh, construction and engineering folks. And there was one uh, participant in that group. He was a maintenance supervisor, and he was the class clown. He was a joker, and I never knew what to expect when he raised his hand and wanted to contribute to the workshop discussion. So the situation here, I had been uh, teaching some skills in basic communication and listening skills and giving feedback, how to listen effectively, how to use active listening skills, and then how to give good performance feedback so that the person can take that feedback and improve their performance. So to set the stage, I had just completed uh, sections on listening effectively and giving effective feedback. And so I asked the question, uh, so, you know, does anyone have any questions or anything to contribute to this discussion? And uh, this maintenance supervisor raised his hand. I will call him Ernest uh, to protect the innocent. But uh, Ernest raised his hand. And when he raised his hand, I got this response. Yes, Ernest, you have a question? No, I just wanted to make a comment. Okay, Ernest, so what's on your mind? Well, I know a lot about listening and giving feedback. Well, tell me more about that, Ernest. Well, at home, my wife gives me all the feedback and I do all the listening. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, How's that working for you? He said, well, not too good, but I did try to give her feedback once. And I said, okay. So how did that work, Ernest? He said, well, not too good. I said, so tell me about it. He said, well, I told her one morning at breakfast that her cooking sucked, that she couldn't cook, and that she needed to learn how to cook from my mama. I said, okay, so how does she take that feedback? He said, not too good. I said, so what happened? He said, well, we didn't speak for about three hours. I said, okay, so what happened then? Well, she finally was able to pull me out from underneath the bed where I was hiding from her. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, so how did you resolve it? He said, well... I've gone back to doing all the listening, and she gives all the feedback. So that's my humor for today. And you'll hear more about Ernest as we uh, continue with the episodes. Okay. 
So let's get back to the topic of talent, and more specifically, the value of your talent within your organization. And uh, just to give you a little more food for thought, uh, I have some uh, additional statistics for you. 80%, that according to research published in the Harvard Business Review, uh, that is the percentage of all turnover that is due to bad hiring decisions. 80% of turnover due to bad hiring decisions. 75%, according to a study by Robert Half Staffing, three out of four managers, or 75%, admitted to making a bad hiring decision. That's Those are the managers who actually admitted <laughs> to making a bad hiring decision. 30%, according to the U.S. Department of Labor statistics, the average cost of one bad hire is 30% of that employee's first year annualized salary. It is costly to make a bad hiring decision. And according to Career Builder Research, the average cost of a bad hiring decision is around $17,000. Now, I know that most of my listeners uh, don't have that kind of money just to toss around uh, and, and throw at bad hiring decisions. So uh, again, talent is valuable. It comes with a cost, right? And, and, and so keep that in mind when you're hiring employees. Make sure you're, not, you're hiring not only good employees technically, but you're hiring the right employees that will help drive your organizational objectives that will be in alignment with your corporate values that will help you drive change rather than being an obstacle to change. So those are, are, are really important. There are some other metrics, talent, manage, talent management metrics, that if you're not using, I highly encourage you to implement them uh, in your organization. Talk to your HR people and, um, and, and have a discussion around these metrics. It gives you a means of measuring talent and how much of your financial resources you're devoting uh, to bad hiring decisions, poor performance, that type of thing. So here are some key metrics you should be implementing within your organization if you, if you haven't done so already. Cost to hire. That's one key metric. In other words, how much money are you spending to fill a position, to hire to fill a position? Cost to hire. And what you want to do, obviously, is minimize your cost to hire. There are a lot of things that go into cost to hire. If you have a question about it, shoot me an email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com. I'd be more than happy to send you uh, a worksheet with all of the uh, variables that you should be calculating uh, as a part of your cost to hire. Time to hire. How long does it take you to fill a position from the time that a position is approved um, or actually from the time it, a requisition is submitted for approval until the time the new hire s steps foot in your organization? So what is your time to hire? Again, happy to send you more information on how to calculate that if you just shoot me an email. Uh, turnover rate. What's your turnover rate? Now, most organizations at a minimum uh, calculate their turnover rate. If you ha if you're not doing so, you need to. You know how much, how many of your employees are you retaining? What's your turnover rate? Uh, obviously, the higher the turnover rate, the more money you're spending, the higher your cost to hire. 
and then time to proficiency from the time the new hire uh, steps foot in your organization to the time that they're performing at full capacity and meeting all the job expectations. They're proficient in that new job. So how long does it take a person to get up to speed, in other words? Uh, Those are key metrics you should be using in your organization to help you gauge the value of your talent. And again, if you need any additional information about that, then shoot me an email, jeff at flagshiptalent.com, and I'll send you some additional worksheets and some factors to calculate uh, those key metrics. Understanding your value of talent remains how much it costs to replace your talent. How much institutional knowledge are you losing when someone leaves? Uh, and, and one way you prevent that is through documentation of processes. Uh, but if you have poor documentation of processes, someone could leave with a lot of your institutional knowledge. Uh, how much value does that employee bring regarding the customer or the patient relationship? Uh, if they leave, are they, are they taking business with them? And uh, so those are things to keep in mind when you think about the value of your talent. I will tell you this, your talent is too valuable. It is your most important uh, asset. So it's too valuable to take for granted. It's too valuable not to develop. Uh, so anyway, I will jump off of my soapbox right now. This uh, We're coming to the end of, of this podcast. Again, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm excited about some of the upcoming episodes. Uh, We will have an an upcoming episode on connectivity, how to better connect with your talent, with your employees, and and improve your work culture. There are other episodes where I'll have uh, financial subject matter experts talking about uh, profit to purpose and where purpose and profit meet, even if you're not a Uh, a for-profit organization. If you're a not-for-profit organization, you still have to generate revenue. And so uh, the same concepts apply. And how does that relate to fulfilling your purpose within the community? Uh, We'll have another episode on selling and uh, how to increase uh, the effectiveness of your sales and marketing team and how to implement a more values-based selling technique. So again, a lot of good information that we will be covering in uh, future episodes. Uh, Please uh, subscribe to all of our episodes. And if you have any questions, if you'd like to submit anything for discussion, if you have any ideas for things for discussion, please just send them to me again at Jeff at FlagshipTalent.com. Thank you again for your time and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. You have been listening to Be The Flagship with Jeff Parsons. We're glad you joined us. Please subscribe to future episodes. The topic for episode two will be how to increase the level of connection between your employees and your organization. Bye. Until next time.